Welcome back, my friends. It has been a rough worldwide this entire week, has it not? Not only in this house where I struggle with my voice, but worldwide it's been terrible. The war rages on, gas prices are skyrocketing, and we have become inflation nation. Every tin pot dictator is rattling his sword to show the world America is weak. This show, I'll check on the ever-changing percentages as I see them for the outcome of the war, but I am going to focus most of the show on problems here at home. So stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of our people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone to the show that will not be shut up and will only tell you the truth as we see it. We will talk about the most common sense answers to humanity's problems. The answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. You'll have to bear with me a bit this week. My throat is a bit scratchy like probably many of you out there. Uh, It's been in and out, off and on, but most of the week it's been there, so uh, if you hear me grunting a little bit every once in a while trying to clear that throat, you know what it's all about. So just uh, bear with me as we go through the show today. So, crazy inflation, right? Crazy decisions, and this administration continues forward despite problems it looks to have caused. So it causes the problems, then it makes these crazy decisions to fix them, which really don't fix them, or they just don't do anything at all. Have you noticed that? Just buy electric, do they say, with a car salesman smile. Hey, buy electric. All right, Tesla's great out there. They appear in no way, shape, or form to want to change any of the hardships you, me, and everyone is going through. You know, the mainstream media covers for him, that would be our POTUS, every chance they can. So the administration has uh, cover. They have people that will stop and tell you that you're wrong no matter what you see with your eyes. Also, though, I'm starting to see a few little cracks here and there. So some cracks are showing. Here's a headline from David Mark. This is at NBC. So NBC, as you know, part of the mainstream. Uh, Joe Biden won't go away with blaming Vladimir Putin for inflation. So there you go. Here's what he said. He says, Biden, whose poll numbers have already been slightly boosted following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, if you believe that, that is, I added that in there, (laughs) thinks he was or is a boogeyman to pin the problem on. And that would be Vladimir Putin. So he thinks he's got a boogeyman to pin somebody on. And then it goes on to say this, the Biden administration blamed the Russian president Thursday, this would be last Thursday, for the rapid American price hikes. Now, we all know there was a spike because of the war, but the lead up to that was something that's Biden's problem, and now we're adding to it with the war. That's why you don't let those things happen and fester because of what happens if a war breaks out, right? So, uh, as it says here, Thursday for the rapid American price hikes, as it did earlier in the week when it came to spiking gas prices. So we saw that spike last week, and he was talking about that and how Vlad is now going to be Biden's uh, inspiration for what is going to happen. We're going to hear Biden price hikes, Biden gas prices, Biden everything. He'll be putting it on 
Putin. We know it's Biden. You see how I kind of mixed it up there pretty easily. But we know it's pretty much Biden. And there's a Putin spike right at the end. But unfortunately, all of the things he did before and what he was doing have kind of led to this trajectory upwards as it was. So here's what he went on to say. Unfortunately for Biden, it's a tactic that's unlikely to work. As he witnessed from the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue more than four decades ago. Remember, rampant inflation has the potential to steamroll the political fortunes of presidents in both parties. And it's difficult for them to use geopoliticals as a way out. Joe Biden won't get away with blaming Vladimir Putin for inflation. And what he was saying about four decades ago, obviously, was Jimmy Carter. Those of us that remember that, Jimmy Carter, also I believe uh, Nixon did some problems with this, and he was fighting inflation too. So Biden's seen it. He keeps telling you he can spend his way out of this. That don't work. He knows that. We all know, know that. And we're not dumb. We've uh, been through this before. If you've been around more than just uh, 40 years, I guess, you have a good idea of it. So the number right now, inflation, 7.9%. That is your current inflation number. That is crazy. It's a four-decade high. Now think about this. Roughly 15.9% by the old way. Remember how they used to do it in the 70s? You know, the numbers back then where they added in oil and those kind of things? 15.9% of those were those numbers through the roof like it was in the 70s. Like many things, though, they changed it so that it kind of looks a little better. Same thing with the unemployment number years ago. Oh, we don't want it to look too bad, so we, we pushed the numbers down and changed the way we do it so it doesn't look quite as bad. So there bears a question right there. Why are we here? Why are we, where, where, why are we in this situation, so to speak, I guess? It is not Putin inflation. It's a Biden inflation nation. Let's start calling it that. B-I-N. Biden inflation nation. Yes. Steaks, chicken, underwear, you name it, it is up drastically. Uh, excuses? Well, here's what we hear. Putin. Ships are stuck. We saw all those out off the coast, right? Not enough truckers. Supply and demand. Those are the main things they try to tell us. And you can use those as excuses, but the policies that led us to those points is what exactly got us where we were. So here's what you want to really kind of think about when we go towards that a little bit. Nowhere is, are they mentioning the strangle that they had on, on everybody, that they've made these changes. Flooding the world with cash. How many times have we now tried to bail out people and give them money? Slowing our own energy, energy independence, and they'll keep telling you, oh, there's 9,000 uh, ways to get uh, oil out there with all these. Well, there were 37,000 under Trump. Now there's only 9,000 because they've shut them down and squeezed them, right? If they could get the oil out of those places, you know and I know they would. So they slowed down our own energy independence, and that we have, you know, basically we had a great economy as it came towards the independence of our oil and the flooding of gas into our country under number 45. But under number 46, he put a stop to all that. We started immediately producing less oil uh, and millions of barrels basically in a month are less than what we were doing before. And now we're buying from Russia. That's what we changed to. We went from our own nation where we were on our own and we were energy independent to basically buying from Russia. Did, did you even know that happened? That happened right after he took over. And who's the Putin stooge now? 
<laughs> you know, we call these uh, the normal inflation markers, right? When the gas prices go up and energy independence is there and inflation goes through the roof. These are the things we start to talk about when we see that. Those are the normal inflation markers. They just signed another trillion plus dollar bill. You remember that? Wow. How many? Let's see. One, two. I think it's like third or fourth one at this point. 1.7 trillion in the last week. So POTUS even has enough guts to say he is decreasing the deficit with this. Again, I kind of talked about that just a few minutes ago, but he says the more we spend, the more we'll get out of this. Is that true? We all know inflation increases the more you spend and make money, which is what they're doing. He also uh, made it well, let's see, uh, all they're lying to us. <laughs> he also has made it very well known that he's lying to us. Why? Because <laughs> we can see that in our own eyes. Our own eyes don't lie to us, right? So he says, spending money, that will be better for us. We know that won't happen. And then he tried to lie to us about it, basically, and tell us that we're wrong because we have never seen this before. Um, those of us have been around a while, and he's been around forever. You would think he would know that, and I'm tired of hearing that, and I'll get into that a little bit later, too, when I keep hearing they, they should know better. All right. Remember when they called inflation transitory? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't just six months ago, wasn't it? Economists are now saying it will get worse. Not it will be here a while. And some say it may go through the stratosphere into the 20 to 30% range, even as it is right now with the lower standards that we use now than we used back in the 70s. So this all is bad for all of us. Don't you get under, you can see that, right? So when are we getting out of this tailspin? Oh, man. I'm afraid common sense says we are not. Uh, this is not This is going to be a long slog like I said the war was going to be. This is going to be the same thing here in our country. I'm trying to stay positive that we can get back to norms. I'm still praying for the president to make some good decisions, and hopefully we'll come out of this. But what God has, God has. Let's look at some of the problems plaguing us, though. High inflation. It kills all of us monetarily, right? We're all spending more. When chicken is $6 for breast per pound, that's pretty bad. Uh, it demoralizes our society in a quick and short time, for sure. Gas prices specifically hurt an economy. And we all know how this works. Maybe the biggest hurt probably is towards our truckers and how we move things. It now costs about 75 cents a mile just for gas for each and every tractor trailer on our roads. You know who pays for that? Yep, we do. 75 cents for them to go a mile. They only get like eight miles to the gallon. And with 550 gas prices for diesel, you can see how that is. And of course, we pay for that. The administration wants high gas prices to try to force us into electric vehicles. Need I say, way before it is ready to go. I think all of us, I like, I drive electric, but how about let's make sure that we can all get into it and we can all use it before we force it on everybody. But then they would lose their power, wouldn't they? You know, I'm fine with helping the environment. I'm fine with getting electric, but it's got to be something I can afford. And most of us can't afford it right now. We can't afford $60,000, $70,000 cars. Uh, <laughs> so as I wrote here, let me see if I can go back to this here real quick. Uh, I wrote at the end here, this is, but most of us cannot afford what the milkman is selling. So is that what Biden is, is our milkman? Well, he's trying to, maybe he's the chocolate vendor. That's what I would like. 
uh, chocolate, but <laughs> uh, we just can't afford it. Sixty to seventy thousand dollars at a shot. Now, adding to our tailspin is, of course, the people flooding our border with no real concern about the damage it will cause. Now, numbers this year are even higher than last year's record averages. And let's don't even get into the argument about the people. All of us would love to have people in the country who want to be here, and, but there's some bad people coming across the border. Numbers this year are even higher than last year's record averages so far in the first few months. Did you know 2.2 million crossed last year and numbers near a half million of those people were raped or sex trafficked? Oh, I put that on our president. No one talks about it. A half a million people sex trafficked or raped? Hard word for me to say, but not good, right? Estimates are potentially another 750,000 to 1 million people were gotaways. They didn't even, they're in the country, they never even found them. That's 3 million people. Also, fentanyl floods across our border from China. Mainly that's where it's coming from, it goes through Mexico and then comes into us. Estimates say it killed 100,000 people last year. Those also add to Biden's death toll. That's what I like to call it. The death toll of Mr. Biden, who doesn't seem to care because all they want is power on the Democrat side. This is a politician problem, remember? Us people, we're not a problem. Liberal or Democrat, Republican or conservative, doesn't matter. We're fine. It's the politicians who have the problem. Now, I haven't even touched the COVID deaths, if you remember that. We were higher than, uh, uh, than Trump is where the COVID numbers were, if you think about it. So Trump had so many the first year, that last year he was in. Now, the guy who said he's going to stop everything has had even more during his year, first year in. Luckily, it seems like we're finally starting to fall away. We're getting rid of the mask and that kind of thing. It sickens me to know that they know these things are going on. They know people are dying from fentanyl, from COVID. They know that there's sex trafficking going on out there. They know that fentanyl is crossing, killing many, many people but they still use it as a prop to keep their power. That, that really does sicken me. Power is more important than the people to them. And I'm not sure where we go with this. What, these people are more concerned about what they can make money-wise and how much power they can have instead of what happens to you, right? So here's what the totals look like. This is for POTUS. This is at least how I see it. 500, at least 500,000 COVID deaths in his year, 100,000 drug deaths, 5,000 people died just trying to get to the U.S. coming across the border, right? Remember, Joe practically gave him a verbal invite. He basically said, come on in. When I'm here, President, that border's going to be wide open. He'll tell you he didn't say that, but he pretty much gave them an engraved invitation. How about let's throw in Afghanistan? 10 to 20,000 is the latest estimate of murders by the Taliban. We're not talking just murders. We're talking beheadings, child brides, terrible things going on there. And we just left them hanging. We just took off. You know how much he's talked about it since? Not once. Never answered a question about it since. That was the end of August. He's gone six months, not said one word on it. So beheadings, child brides, terrible things for those who do not commit to them. That's upwards of 625,000 people dead, if you put it all together, who arguably died because of their decisions, this administration's that is.
at least another 400,000 rapes and sex trafficking, right? And that's just coming across the border. What about everywhere else? These numbers were estimates for his first year. His first year. Numbers are higher coming across the border. Is that going to get worse? Will sex trafficking get worse? It sure seems like it. Yeah. Where will it go in the second year? Well, I'll be right back after this quick break, and maybe we'll take a look at that. Uh, we are back. We have been talking about problems aplenty here in the United States. It starts with inflation. Uh, we've got problems at the border. We've got problems with supply and demand. Uh, we've got problems that everything we get comes from China, so we can't do anything to stand up to them. Uh, we're not going to stand up to Putin. If we do, it could lead to World War III. So if you start to see that kind of thing coming out where we're going to do a no-fly zone, or even sending troops, which I think is definitely off the board for most of everybody in the country. Things could get rough. So, um, inflation nation spirals upward. That's what I like to call it. Biden's inflation nation, the bin. Gas prices out of this world. Oh, oh, $4.50 a gallon here in Indiana. That's crazy. Illegal immigration through the roof also. And then numerous problems it entails that come along with that immigration. Plus, how about Afghanistan? That's just gone, disappeared. Drugs, tossing high crime in our big cities. I didn't even mention that. It seems like none of it will stop. How many times, if you've been paying attention just in the last month, have you seen uh, so-and-so homeless man threw a woman down the stairs and she ended up dying four days later? Uh, This woman out of the blue just pushed someone onto the train tracks. Uh, This guy tried to kill somebody, and he was out on bail just hours later. This stuff has gotten way over the top. They're starting to know it because they're trying to start now saying that they're for the police, and they're trying to say those things. So here's the main problem, though. Our politicians really want this. You do know that, right? You've probably heard that. Chaos, right? This is part of the big reset. Now, I'm not big on conspiracy theories. And I do like listening to Glenn Beck. And the reason I do is because a lot of the stuff he says ends up becoming true. And this is one of those. It's not a conspiracy theory as they on the opposite side like to claim if they want to say you're crazy, right? Nope. They're very open in how they want to make us low class while they occupy the high class of society. You notice I mentioned no middle class, right? Because that wouldn't be equal. Check out Glenn Beck's new book on it. It's uh, the just, you know, just surf around on the net and you'll find plenty of stuff on the Great Reset. And think about Davos. Davos is their big uh, organization where they get into every year and all the elites fly in there on their jets so they can tell us about how we should do things green. But they're talking about how they're going to take over the world and try to make it into some kind of utopia where they're at the top and the rest of us are at the bottom. And somehow they're going to be able to eat and do all these other things while we suffer at the bottom, right? So check out Glenn Beck's new book, all right? It's on The Great Reset. Hey, guess what it's named? The Great Reset. (laughs) And you can find plenty of material in the open on how they plan on taking everything. And it kind of looks more like becoming like China. Did I mention China is communist? Yeah, people are serfs there 
with an upper class to lord over them and very limited freedoms. And I can also see the idea where maybe uh, China, Russia, Iran, they're all their cabal getting together are going to fight the rest of the world. So you can see how we're trying to become this big one world nation. Well, you can't do that. There's always going to be despots, tyrants, people out there. You're seeing the side setting up, right? Russia, China kind of getting together there. You remember when uh, Russia was the one of the big boys on the block? Well, they're really not one of the big boys on the block anymore. Yeah, they got nukes. That what's, is what makes them big. But first they shook hands. Xi and Putin did. Hey, it's a way to go. Then as the Olympics came around and Putin came there, oh, Xi had his arm around uh, Putin's shoulder there. Hey, buddy, I got you covered, right? Now Putin's running right back to Xi, putting his little head right on his breast there saying, please help me. And Xi's just telling him like a good father, I've got you covered, right? So that's how it's going with that cabal. And that's how it starts. And they are more powerful than we are, regardless of what you may think. Europe is weak. They can't do much of anything compared to what we can do. And we're still weaker than China right now. So, uh, you know, when I said that uh, they are in it, I meant the politicians, of course. And we're talking pretty much all of the Democrats and 75% of the Republicans are making money off of our misfortune in one way or the other. I hear nothing of substance coming out of D.C. that will help us with our problems. All I hear is just buy electric or your big businesses stop soaking the people. That's the other thing I hear. The president gets mad and then lies straight to your face whenever he gets upset about some people trying to blame it on him, as if we're all stupid, right? So remember what I said. Nearly every single Democrat and 75% of the Republicans. So there's a small group a couple on one side and maybe 10 on the other that keep trying to head us down the right road to keep us away from what they continue to say is democracy, which is not anymore, where the government takes over is not democracy. You should have your powers. You should be able to say what you want to do. They should do what we tell them to do. But that's not where it's going, is it? And I'm afraid at this point, they've already got their foot in the door. It's already a done deal. It's written into it no matter who takes over this fall? The Republicans may take over and put up a good show that they're stopping, trying to stop Biden, and he'll just veto anything they put up there. But generally speaking, they've already got their foots in the door, and they're taking over, and it's just a matter of time at this point. So like I said, <clears throat> they kind of treat us as if we're all stupid. They continue to believe if they say it, you must believe it. How many times? Putin's gas hike. Putin's war. Putin's uh, inflation nation. No, Biden's inflation nation with a Putin spike. That's all I like to say. So if you don't think they go after you after all this, I'm sure there will be a day I will hear about this podcast from somebody in some kind of authority. You know how these things work. All right. Good thing I'm old and I don't care anymore. Right. What are they going to do to me? Nothing. Okay. Uh, I'm up here speaking for all of us. That's all it is. God has me and many of you covered. He is just waiting for the rest of us to jump in on the faith parade. Trust in God and we will not be afraid of anything that will come our way. Just remember that. God has us, so we're good. So, let's, you know, sorry, the pastor comes out. You're going to see that occasionally as we go through these things. But let's uh, look at the gas prices specifically for a bit. 
Remember I said 75 cents a mile for the big rigs. That gets passed on to you, right? The, the driver needs to get more. Uh, the forklift driver needs to get more. The guy who made whatever it is gets more because they are all spending more to get their product to market. And every piece of whatever they're building, it costs more to get it to them. So the widget cost 25 cents, now costs 50 cents. Well, where's that quarter going to be added to? Okay, but then it costs another 10 cents to get it to where it's going, that little small 25 cent widget. Before it gets to Walmart, it's now $2. And it was 25 cents just a year ago. This is a very simple process. All right? But apparently our government doesn't know this. Every time I hear those words on TV, the government doesn't know this. Here's the words I, I, I hate. They're lost. They don't have a clue. They were caught off guard. None of these things are happening. They're doing these things on purpose. And the reason they come out and do nothing about it is because they really want it to be set up that way. These greenies really got a hold of everything. We're all for a green world. Do it properly. Phase it in. Don't go away from what you have now until everything is set up and ready to go. If you're not able to make a cognitive decision like that, you shouldn't be in power. That's, that's the way it is. Common sense says this. Here, just go buy electric. Doesn't work. They want all the chaos so that we will gain, or so they will gain more power each and every day. And they are, aren't they? I know it is hard to believe politicians in our country prefer this over helping us, but they do. But they do. You know, I think a lot of them first go up there thinking they're going to help out. And shortly thereafter, all those people get a hold of them. All the people with the money, all the people that lobby them. And next thing you know, they're all part of the, the, uh, the gang there. So why? Well, let's, hard to, uh, let's head to a quick break. I'll be right back and we'll take a look at some of that. So I am back. I thought I'd hit a quick hitter again on what we were just talking about before I get into the Ukraine stuff to, to end the show. And I was talking about the politicians. And I truly believe the politicians, most of them, go up to Congress, go up to the Senate, and are really trying to do the right things. And then the lobbyists get in there. The money gets in there. They get start to have a good time with everybody. And next thing you know, they're voting not what their constituents want, but what their lobbyists want, right? We're hearing stories about uh, where people are starting to worry about the ESG scores. This, if you don't know this, it's part of the Great Reset. All of the big banks are getting ready to give you an ESG score if you don't already have one and you just don't know it, okay? These ESG scores are going to be whether you have solar panels on your house, whether you're with the government or against the government, whether you are uh, for equality, um, is your company doing everything it's supposed to be doing based on what the government says? And then you will be doled out money based on that down the road. I know it sounds crazy, but they've got it set up. They've got an agenda of how they really want to do this. So when that kind of happens, we're going to start to have some problems, right? But this is set up for them to get their money. 
So that's how the politicians kind of got into this rig. They got into this rigged game, so to speak. And it's going to be this way. And I don't see a big change, even if the Republicans take over this fall. What we're going to see is just uh, uh, the pen and the paper being vetoed, everything they try to do. And there's just already got their foot in and they're going to run with it. So uh, it's the politicians that are the problem, folks. It's not you and me. Uh, it doesn't matter what side you lean to, left or right. Most of us like each other and we have no problems with each other. It's the politicians who use every single piece of everything they have to gain power in one way or another. And they don't care what happens to us. All right. There went the soapbox. Let's, let's get into Ukraine a little bit here. Let's see what we're talking about. You remember last week I was talking about Putin and how he is riding through Ukraine on the steel horse to nowhere. Uh, it's really a playbook that Russia has used for several hundred years and many despots and tyrants have used. History says if you beat them into submission until they come out with their hands in the air, then you're going to win, right? And now here's what happens with the communists, and I think we've already seen this a few times. Then you shoot a few of those folks to show the power you have over them, right? And I think we're already starting to see those kind of genocide-type things happening in Ukraine. You watch what it increases over the next week. Uh, yes, we are hearing of talks to give Alaska to them. Really? Hanging in the streets of Ukraine, that's what they're talking about, too, for people they don't like. And again, what is that? It's a show of power. How about, and a nuke sent to Nevada is one of the weird stories I heard. And blow it up to show what they can do. It would only kill five or 10,000 people. A madman and mad talk go hand in hand. So, those of you who think there's conspiracy theories out there, that's what madmen do. Those are the crazy things going on. We're going to blow up a nuke over Nevada to kill five or 10,000 people to show their power. We already know they got nukes. We don't have to know that. That would just set all hell ablaze if that kind of thing happened. But somebody on TV in Russia said it. And kind of weird thing, and of course it hit the news. All right, so dictator Putin is living in his own world, I would say. Wouldn't you think that? It's a win-by-all-costs world. Uh, the one where you shoot innocent people to make a point, and then we're seeing some of that starting to increase. Uh, they're bombing buildings, they're bombing schools, hospitals. They're trying to make a point. The one that says, don't leave any leader alive. So I'm, I'm worried about uh, the leader of Ukraine getting himself out of there. What a great leader he has been at this point. But how is he going to get out of there? I, I, I hope he stays there and he comes out alive. And I'm still uh, praying each and every day that Ukraine wins this battle one way or the other. Uh, but leave a leader behind maybe threaten a nuke over Nevada. It's been a tried and true mainstay for all, bear, all, bear, <laughs> for all barbaric leaders throughout time to show their power is to kill other people and to show them that they mean business. And <clears throat> we're seeing plenty of that right now as some of the cities in Ukraine have just been leveled. All right, then. So let's, let's take a look at the percentages. You know how I'm a weatherman and I like to put percentages. If you've watched a couple shows, you've probably seen those percentages, and they change. As a new forecast comes out, as new information comes out, a weatherman changes also. Uh, you know, hey, I know the joke is 50-50 and you still get paid, right? But generally speaking, within a couple days, we're a good 90% on whatever we say, all right? So here's my percentages for the war. 
Um, they've only slightly changed from last week as I see it. Now, first up at 66%, so I, I pushed this up a little bit, is the pummeling of Ukraine with everything from thermobaric bombs to every conceivable dumb bomb they can think of, uh, just short of going nuclear to level the entire place. That is where I think we're headed for this. And that's my highest number, 66%. See, the theory is based on the fact that the longer the war drags out, the harder Putin will hit and continue, continue to hit until the Ukrainian people give up. And he's trying to save, save face. If you hear it from the media, he's, he's in exile and he's struggling and his people are against him. Well, I don't think so. We're not really seeing that. Of course, they've locked everything down there in Russia. He's doing what despots and tyrants do. All right. He's staying below the nuclear threshold. It's a mark even he wants, but will threaten us with it just uh, so we'll stay in our little rabbit hole, right? And that's kind of where we're at right now, peeking our head outside the little rabbit hole, trying to say, should we go do something? Shouldn't we? Uh, let me say a good word, and then we'll move on, right? Because the longer it goes on, the general, the, uh, generally speaking, uh, just conventional bombing goes by the wayside. So I've dropped that to like 14%. We're in conventional bombing right now, and there may have been a thermoplastic uh, bomb here or there, uh, but uh, generally speaking, they haven't busted out those big ones yet. So, dis and uh, that's at 14%. Uh, despite uh, Russia throwing around the idea of a nuclear war that we heard about, I think that stays at around 10% for me. It's generally, it's just a last tactic for anybody. He could be swayed into doing that kind of thing. Uh, but generally speaking, I think he only does that as a last resort. So don't, also, let's get into the last thing then. So what's been bumped up is the crazy things a little bit. So I bumped up the, uh, the bombings that go just short of nuclear and just leveling everything to like 66%. And I brought up the crazy stuff a little bit. All right. So here's what I said. Don't be swayed by those people talking about assassinations or coups or even a Ukrainian win. Uh, there's a chance, not a great chance for any of that. Very low chances on these. But now I'm going to take the craziness up to about 10%. Why? Because tactical nukes are possible. It, yes. He could nuke Kiev with a tactical nuke and try to say he's not going nuke. Or he could bring out, uh, you know, the chemical warfare. That's another possibility. Also, I think this goes up to like 10% because the possibility of another crazy thing is China jumping into the fray. Remember what I said last week? If there is a Chinese plane sighted over uh, Ukraine or Kiev, that's it. Everybody backs off. Everybody gets away from the table and leaves. They don't jump in and say, hey, we're, gonna, we're taking on because China's here. No, they'd leave because China's there. All right? So... Tactical nukes are a possibility, but it still seems like you'll stay below that level. And China jumping in the fray is not out of the question. So these crazy things are moving up to about 10%. Um, I also up the crazy idea our POTUS starts something where we get in way over our head and somehow or another starts World War III. He bows to the pressure of some people saying we need to put boots on the ground or we need to have a no-fly zone or we need to do this, that, and the other. Uh, and okay, of the crazy things, last and probably the most of this crazy might even have its own category is the 10% group is that of China attacking Taiwan. As Russia was, in my opinion, possibly just using this 
as a feint so China could go into Taiwan. Yes, uh, we're talking about Putin wanting Ukraine. That's a definite. But he ginned up this and did this to go along with Xi so that they could go into Taiwan easier. Uh, I'm hearing tales of now we're sending some troops to Australia, possibly. Um, you know, this is a way for things to really get started up. I don't think we do anything in Taiwan either, and we can't. Uh, again, China is stronger. We don't have enough power to push into those areas unless we send ballistic missiles of nukes or something like that. So it's a lot of things going on. So I'm seeing like dead civilian Ukrainians in the streets of Kiev, right? They're everywhere. Apartment buildings were blown up in every big city. Nearly 3 million people have fled. And this is just the beginning for Kiev. They're just starting to bomb it there. Our president, though, <laughs> needed some downtime again this weekend. You remember how I got a little upset about that last week? Well, again, this weekend, while people uh, died, uh, we were waiting on the leader of the free world to do something. President Zelensky has some guts and sees the severity of this all, and he's going to talk to our uh, congressmen and senators uh, sometime in the next 24 hours. So uh, we can conjecture about what we could have done six months ago or that this wouldn't have happened under Trump. Those might be good points and valid, I'm sure. But the real question becomes, though, what do we do now? So I've said it before. And I'm probably going to say it a bunch of times if you keep watching me, right? We cannot wade into this like the Avengers and stop Putin in his tracks. That's just not going to work. We can't do that. The world goes into World War III. You got nukes flying everywhere. You got EMPs over the United States. No one can do anything. So World War III would be the end. Even if we didn't nuke everybody, just the EMP factor would stop the world in its tracks. You imagine how much you do with GPS and satellites and your cars and all that, and it would all be fried with an EMP. And they didn't really kill anybody with it, right? So that's how that works. They kill everybody afterwards of the EMP. Uh, maybe we skim by by letting the, uh, the Poles uh, from Poland send planes, but then we said we will send some support for them, right, in the form of F-16s. And that was a maybe. That was literally a week to 10 days ago that that talk started. <laughs> we still have no answers. Here we are on the 15th of March. We're 20 days into this thing. We can't decide whether we should let them uh, have some MiGs. It's crazy what we're going through. They will not do anything. He's dragging his feet. Now, I also want to get back to the fact that because I'm, I think all these things could happen, we are going to have to sit on the sidelines, folks. I want to help the Ukrainians. I think you do too. But we're going to have to sit on the sidelines and watch. We cannot wade into this, right? We cannot get boots on the ground. We cannot start sending planes. We cannot do that kind of thing because then it turns into all hell re released on the entire world. So uh, besides that, now start to take a look at this. Now, how do we, do we know that our president is weak? The other players are now starting to uh, saber rattle, right? Iran sent some ballistic missiles into Iraq. Remember how they just all landed mysteriously around the U.S. compound, right? That was a sign, too, telling them we could, they could get us anywhere and they could put their stuff anywhere they wanted. What did we do? Ah, crickets, crickets, nothing. Nothing from the administration at all was said. And nobody asked questions. 
Little Rocket Man sent a missile near Japan. You guys remember even hearing about that in the news? It's there. You go look it up. You'll find it somewhere. But nobody asked any questions. Nobody said anything. Saudi Arabia won't even answer the phone for the president of the United States. Does that tell you how weak we are? Does that tell you how much people believe in our president and our administration? The strongest, basically, nation that has ever graced this planet, that has done the greatest work for the world, good, some bad, but more good than all of the other ones combined, and we can't even get somebody to answer the phone because the president is so weak. You know, he talked to all of them, including Venezuela, and all of them said no to giving us oil. <laughs> Does that surprise you? Nope. We are no longer the leader of the free world, just another cog on the rusty wheel where tyrants rule and we try to become green and hope no one attacks us eventually. Can we stay in our cubbyhole? Remember, we're just kind of looking over forever why the world self-destructs. Well, we, we do have some luck on our side. We are a two uh, oceans on each side of us to kind of complete us to stay away from everybody. But why they could have problems going on there, it may not come to here. But in reality is, it all gets to everywhere in the world. Depression, uh, a World War III, nations attacking each other, people dying. It's all plausible in the next five years. Uh, and much quicker. Possibly in the next six months to a year, it could be everywhere. I hate to leave you on that, but that's it, you know. So we'll see you on the next time. I'm all excited about that. Let's call it a day. I'll see you next time. And hopefully it'll be a little sooner than once a week. Bye-bye.